Praise the Lord. I want to just share some thoughts with you on the on the subject of steadfast and um, or steadfastness, uh, uh, whatever you want to uh, use, word you want to use. But um, and uh, I want to start by reading uh, Psalm fifty-seven, uh, verse one to eleven. Uh, it was when I was reading this psalm this week that I um, felt led by the Lord to uh, speak on this subject. Um, interestingly enough, I, I was, uh, through the week, um, sort of between two different uh, messages. And, uh, but uh, Richard put me on the spot on Thursday night by sending me a text message, what's the title of your sermon? For Sunday. And so I thought, well, I don't know. And I thought, well, I better answer him. And I said, well, it's going to be steadfast. And, um, you know, as preachers, you're, you're always looking for confirmation in some way. <laughs> that, that's what uh, you should be sharing about. Uh, I'm going to show you a bit of a funny, uh, maybe, way that God confirmed it. I got up on Friday morning, and every, every morning, I do the easy uh, crossword in the Gazette. Uh, Gwyneth does the hard one. I do the easy one. And, uh, um, and it was a clue. And the clue was uh, consistently reliable. Do you know what the word was? Steadfast. And so I said, Lord, thank you. You've confirmed <laughs> that I should be speaking about uh, steadfastness or steadfast. Okay. Now, um, what you see here is uh, just starting uh, at, at verse 7. But I'm going to read the, the first part, and then we're going to come to this. Okay. Because the first part is an important context to what you see on the screen. It says, be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for in, my so for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will, lie I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory 
be over all the earth. And so we see in uh, this psalm, okay, the aspect of God's faithfulness and then uh, the aspect of David declaring his steadfastness to the Lord. Amen? Um, you know, uh, we started off this morning about, uh, and singing that God is faithful. Amen? The faithfulness of God. And um, you see, God's faithfulness is steadfast. God's faithfulness never changes. It is steadfast, okay? Uh, for your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Actually, uh, Valley, uh, during the time of worship, talked about God's faithfulness being great and high and lifted up and above the heavens. She actually used those, those phrases uh, in leading us in worship this morning. And so... Um, Important, the context here is, okay, you, you see some uh, language, David talking about a situation he was in, circumstances he was in. He was under attack. He was being uh, chased and he was being uh, uh, attacked by his enemies. They set a, tra a net for me. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit, but they have fallen into themselves. And, he's, and so what David is even although he is describing a, a desperate situation that he is in at that moment, he says, it doesn't matter. My heart is steadfast. My, my, my heart is steadfast. My heart is, uh, I will sing and make melody. In the middle of his difficult circumstances, David was determined still to praise and to worship and honor God. Why? Because God's steadfast love endures forever. Amen? And so, um, you know, I was thinking about that in, in the circumstances that we've gone through in the last year or so. What has been our approach? Has it been to mourn and uh, wail about our circumstances and our problems and difficulties? Or have we said, I don't care what I'm going through right now. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to worship. I'm going to, be, I'm going to be faithful to him. I'm going to be steadfast in my uh, worship of the Lord because he is faithful. He is steadfast in his love to me. Amen? See, this is, this is what this psalm is, David is saying in this psalm. He, he, he actually, he started off by talking about it. And why? Because he says, uh, be merciful to me, God, for in... You, for in you my soul takes refuge. See, it's important, it's important to recognize no matter what we may be going through, our, our hiding place, our place of refuge is in God. Amen? And we have to be determined to, to, to look to God no matter what we are going through. Uh, in the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. COVID is going to pass by. Amen? The storms of destruction may continue, but in the midst of the storm, I am going to praise God. I'm not going to give up on God. I'm not going to say that God has deserted me. I'm going to say, I will put my trust in the Lord. I will put my, I will, uh, uh, for the Lord is my refuge. I cry out to God most high. 
to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Praise his wonderful name. We're going to be talking a little bit about that and looking at some scriptures later. God's purpose will, uh, in my life, he is, God is steadfast in his uh, plans for my life, what he has purposed for my life. God will always be working towards fulfilling his purposes in my life. Amen? Hallelujah. He will send from heaven and save me. Do you believe that this morning? Amen? Praise God. And, and that's, I, you see, I, I, as I, last 15 months, I've been a little bit frustrated because there's been so much focus on the negative and not on the fact that God is my strength. God is there for me. God is there for me in the midst of the storm. Amen? You know, I think we referred to this uh, uh, recently again. But when Paul and Silas was in that prison den, and let me tell you, prisons back then are not, prisons now are, are like uh, you know, luxury apartments <laughs> compared to what prisons were back there. Okay? They were in that prison den. They probably were chained to, to uh, 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 stone walls with water dripping down, uh, they were given some straw and things. There were probably rats crying all around. But it says in, in, the, in, in the prison cell, it says that Paul and Silas sang praises to God. Yeah. Amen? And I, 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 what I like about that story is that the rest of the prisoners were taking note of what they were doing. Do you think that that had an effect on the rest of them? I think it did. And, and eventually, of course, they were all set free. <laughs> Amen? And so my, he will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame who tramples me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. Amen? Uh, we, we sing a song, don't, don't we, from time to time. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great, great is your faithfulness. Thank God for, this, for his steadfastness towards us. Amen? Hallelujah. See, um, a little bit ahead of myself, but then I got carried away a bit there. Um, uh, you know, what does it mean to be steadfast, okay? Um, here's some sort of uh, uh, dictionary type of words to... Uh, uh, around that word steadfast as constant, unswerving, fixed, unchanged, established, immovable, unchanging, unalterable, completely and utterly dependable. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can put all those words and let me tell you, they're only part of describing what God is or who God is. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Why? Because uh, uh, why is he more faithful than anybody else? Why is he more steadfast than anything else? Because he is unchanging. He is unchanging. God never acts in contradiction of himself. And in all of our experiences, we can depend on him. Amen? Hallelujah. No matter what. 
because he is faithful, he can be this morning. He can be the, the central and most important object of our faith. What are you putting your faith in? You know, there's a, uh, uh, you know, sort of some language in the Old Testament. Okay. It says, some, some put their faith in horses, some put their faith in chariots. It's talking about things like that. But we will put our trust in the Lord. Amen? You know, those things are talking about the ways of man. We can put our trust in the ways of man. We can put our trust in, 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 in many things that we think are going to make us uh, uh, happy or, or complete in some way or satisfied in some way. But I want to tell you, there's only one that we can truly put our faith in. There's only one who is steadfast. Who is all one who is all, there's only one who is unchanging, and that is God. Amen? Hallelujah. He can be the central and most important object of our faith. See, if someone has asked, uh, asked the question, how could we trust the God if we were never sure what he would do? How could we trust the God? I want to tell you, you can be sure. Amen? The promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe. Amen? And so, uh, you know, as we see God's... Uh, uh, steadfastness towards us this, this morning. Steadfastness, uh, I, I believe, is an essential principle even in our individual Christian uh, lives and, and character. Uh, uh, and, and, and we must, if we want to prosper in our walk with the Lord, if we want to prosper in our faith, it's important that we learn to be steadfast in our uh, uh, faith uh, and, and trust in the Lord. Uh, the psalmist uh, has where it says, my heart is fixed. I'm trusting in the Lord. And as we've already noted, okay, true steadfastness remains something positive in our lives no matter what the storms may be around and about us. And it's about and from a Christian faith perspective, it is about resting and abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. Through all the trials of life, uh, we, we must learn to rest in God and his faithfulness and his uh, purposes for us, our lives. Another way of describing steadfastness is a firm, fixed, settled decision to abide in Christ. Amen. And it's not just a saying, well, I'm going to abide in Christ now. It's a firm, fixed, settled decision that no matter what I may face, as I go forward in my walk with the Lord, I am going to abide in Christ. I'm going to put my trust in Christ. I'm I believe that no matter what I may go through in Christ, I am going to be safe. It's a safe place. Amen. It's about resting confidently about, uh, upon the promises of God. It's a rest without fear. Without fear. It's not a rest that ignores the reality of circumstances around and about us, but it's a rest that in the midst of those circumstances, I will not fear. We, I, I think last week, Pastor Rich talked about, uh, or I'm not sure if it's me, uh, two weeks ago, talking about the fact that you know, God has given us not a spirit of fear. It's given us, 
that confidence. He's given us a sound mind. What does that mean? What does that mean? It, it simply means that when everything is in turmoil around us, our mind is set. Amen? We have a sound mind because we don't see our life in the context of the turmoil that's around us. We see our lives as in Christ. We're abiding in Christ. And, and, and you know, uh, when, when, when you put your faith and trust in God, sometimes even the ungodly recognize it. Even the ungodly recognize it. It's an interesting story. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? Okay, and we're going to come back and refer to that story again. But um, after he had come out of the lion's den and been delivered from the lion's den, the king who had ordered him to be put in the lion's den says this. After Daniel had been released from the, the lion's den, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. Yeah. Amen? You see, Daniel had said to the king, I, I, you know, I, I'm putting my trust in God. You can do whatever you want to me. You can put me in that lion's den. But Daniel had told him, I believe that God's going to deliver me. And so, what, what, and so after he was delivered, the king had to admit Daniel's God is the living God and is steadfast forever. Amen. Do you believe that that can be your experience? Maybe not a literal lion's den, but as you face a, maybe a difficult situation, difficult problems, and, and you feel as if you're going into a lion's den maybe, and, and you say, well, I'm going to, I don't have any choice. I have to, I, I'm going in there, and, but I believe that God's going to take care of me. And people are going to say, ah, oh, you know, that's wishful thinking. People say, good wishful thinking. But you know, God comes through for you. And, and, and you delivered out of the lion's den. I want to tell you, people are going to notice that. People are going to notice that. You see, in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, it says, I am the Lord, I change not. I change not. And Psalm 25 verse 10 says, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast. Love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to just mention some things, okay? Um, uh, uh, I've been preparing this sermon using the uh, English Standard Version of the Bible. And um, it, it's a very good translation. Um, and uh, it says that in the whole Bible, the word steadfast is mentioned 219 times. 219 times. But 132 of those mentions are actually in the Psalms. So more than 50% of the... the the mention of the word steadfast or steadfastness, okay, is to be found in the Psalms. Now, but in, even in the total uh, of the 219, two, where steadfast is mentioned, 
200 times out of the 219, it is connected with love. It is connected with love. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Amen? Hallelujah. And, um, you know, Hebrews says, says this, God's, God's faithfulness, God's steadfastness towards us, okay? This is a, a script uh, talking about uh, the place where we come, where God brings us into uh, in himself. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. Amen? We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Amen? Hallelujah. Remember the old hymn? I have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Amen? Why? Because the, 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 the assurance, the guarantee is because of who Jesus is. Amen? He's, he's gone beyond the veil. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, and and, and in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 5, uh, Paul says, May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. May, what a wonderful prayer. My prayer for you, here, maybe in the church and wherever you may be uh, this morning, is that the Lord will direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful place to be. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful uh, uh, experience to have. Amen. Hallelujah. Where our hearts are anchored in the love and the steadfastness of God. And it it says the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. And we'll mention that a little bit later in another verse because, you see, Jesus was steadfast, amen? Hallelujah. And uh, we, we'll mention it. Uh, and the psalmist, uh, as we've just re- uh, read, says, my heart is steadfast as God. I will sing and make melody, amen? I'm going to move on. God, we've already mentioned that, okay. So the question is this morning, are we steadfast? Am I steadfast? You know, we were talking, uh, we were singing this morning about uh, our desire to uh, just know God, to be in his presence and for his presence to be with us. We, we, we wanted God to, to come and move a, a, upon us. Um, see, it's important that we have that, not just when we're in church, but we have that desire no matter where, where we are, no matter uh, what circumstances we may go through. We come together and praise God. I, I, we, we need to encourage one another. We need to be blessed by worshiping together uh, this morning. But if my only desire for more of God and more of his Holy Spirit to come upon me is when I come into church, that's not a steadfast desire. We have to have a steadfast desire that no matter what, Amen. And no matter when, Paul talks in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 58, he says, um, uh, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, be steadfast, unmovable, 
unmovable, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, oh, you know, in the natural, sometimes we, 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 we get involved in things, and, and sometimes we get, we get to a point where, is this really worth it? <laughs> is this really worth it? Have you ever been in situ situations like that? I'm not talking about spiritual things. I'm just talking about the natural. Oh, I think I'll try this. I, I, and if I try this, I'm, I, I, you know, it, it may get me what something I want or, or need. And then halfway through, you say, boy, this is too much. This is too much. I want to tell you, when you are steadfast, amen, in your desire for God and, and, and his ways in your life, amen, and doing what the Lord has put, called you to do, I want to tell you, you're never going, that's never going to be in vain. It's always going to be productive. It's always going to be fu uh, bring fulfillment in your life. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The work of the Lord will never put you to shame, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, I, I'm not uh, saying this morning that this is easy for us to do. We're only going to be able to do this with the help of God's Holy Spirit. We're only going to accomplish this with the help of God's Holy Spirit. You know, we, 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 we make promises, don't we? And we, we, we set goals and we do all those things. But in our humanity, you know, we have to admit that there are many things that we uh, you know, get involved in in life that, you know, we'll, we'll be there 100% for uh, uh, some time. But we're not always steady. We're not always steadfast in our commitments to things. But it's important that we be steadfast in our commitment to the ways of the Lord, amen? And in the work of the Lord. Okay, Let, let's, if you remember, we, we re, just uh, referred to the fact of uh, the, the steadfastness of Christ. Um, in Luke chapter 9 and verse 15, it says this, Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Wow. What is that talking about? When the time had come for him to be received up. In other words, when the time had come for him to be crucified and to <coughs> be ascended, he knew this beforehand. Jesus knew it. Remember in Philippians, I think it's chapter, I'm not sure, two, two or three, it says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. See, Jesus, the steadfastness, as we've already talked about, the steadfastness of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus was committed to do the Father's will. Even although he knew it would mean the cross, and all that he would have to go through. He was steadfast in his determination to uh, uh, do the will of, the God, of God in his life. And so, you know, that speaks to you and to me this morning, that 
no matter what we may, you know, and let, let's face it, when you get involved in the things of the, uh, of the Lord, there are times when you're going to face opposition. There are times going to be when you feel discouraged. There are going to be times when you feel that things are not, go, uh, you know, sort of working out. But I want to tell you this morning, it's important that we steadfastly focus on fulfilling the will and purposes of God in our lives, no matter what we may be going through. In Psalm 16, verse 8, it says this, I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Amen? I have set the Lord continually before me. In other words, I'm steadfast. And we've talked about that uh, uh, definition, continuous reliability. <laughs> Amen? I have set the Lord continually because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Here are some examples of the Bible talking about those who were steadfast in their commitment to the will and purposes of God in their lives. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. In talking to the people, <clears throat> the story you, most of you will uh, probably remember, okay, you know, basically the ch children of Israel had come to a crossroads in their journey to the promised land. And Joshua said, okay, let, let, let's, let's stop for a moment and face up to what our real commitment is. He says, if it is, disagreeable in, in your, if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourself today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? You know, it's a picture really, we all have that choice today, don't we? Mm -hmm. You know, the world around and about us. You know, uh, uh, the gods, okay, which your father served, which were beyond the river, the gods of the Amorites. Those are really a, a sort of... Uh, a picture of the world that we live in. We live in a hostile world spiritually. We live and, and, and we are bombarded with the values of the, world, uh, of the world. We are bombarded with the ways of the world. And we have to make a determined decision. We have to be steadfast in our walk with the Lord. And we, we need to say, I'm not going to live by the ways of this world. I'm not going to be, be controlled by the values of this world. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay, Numbers chapter 14, 24, Caleb. God talked about Caleb. This is, and it says this, but my servant Caleb, because he had, has had a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land which he entered and his descendants shall take possession of it. My servant Caleb, because he has had a different spirit and has followed me fully. Okay, up to that point. <laughs> up to that point. 
read, read the rest of the story. It's not as encouraging. <laughs> but up to that point, Caleb had been determined to completely, fully obey the Lord and do what God uh, uh, I told him to do. Amen. Okay, next one, please. And we already talked about Daniel. Okay. This is the front end of what we talked about earlier, about the, the king recognizing uh, the uh, faithfulness of God to Daniel. Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, you know what the document is? The, 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 the king. I uh, see uh, uh, Daniel had found favor with the king. And um, the, those around the king were not uh, um, Israelites, not Jewish, okay, decided, uh, look, we, we, need to, we need to pull Daniel down a peg or two, okay? And so they got the king to sign a document saying that uh, the only one that they, they had seen Daniel worshiping okay, from his house. Uh, and they said, no, we're going to get the king to sign this, that the only one that should be worshipped would be the king. So that's what he's talking about. Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered his house. Now in his roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem. And he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before his God, as he had done previously. So they they'd got the king to sign this document. Uh, and Daniel said, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to worship God. I'm still going to pray. I'm going to still put my trust in the Lord. He was steadfast in his uh, <coughs> walk with the Lord. And he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before God as he had been done previously. You know, just put it, uh, I, I wonder, you know, sort of, um, if something happened, I don't know how, to, how it could happen, but maybe it's something happened that, um, you know, came against us and we were told that you no longer can worship Jesus, you have to do, you have to worship whoever. Uh, and um, would we still say, it doesn't matter, I'm still going to worship Jesus? How, am I still going to be steadfast in my faith? The other beautiful story uh, in Daniel is, is a story of the three uh, Hebrew captives. Okay, this is another story. Okay, you know the, what happened to the three Hebrew lads? Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, who, who were cast into the fire because they wouldn't bow down to the king. Um, and this is what they they, they, they their declaration was. In other words, but even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. What is that? What is all that about? Okay, um, see, they had also said to the king, "It doesn't matter 
And the king had made this decree that if no one worshipped them, they were to be thrown into the furnace. And, they say, and, and, and the three Hebrew lads simply said, well, you, know, you can do that to us, but we believe that God is going to be our deliverer. And so that's where these words, the, the, this, this verse comes in. But even if he does not let, let it be known to you, King, that we're not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you've set up. Now, that, that's a challenge to us, isn't it? It's a challenge to you. You know, um, you say, well, I, I believe that God's going to take care of me. I believe that God's going to protect me. Try and think of some situation in, in in, in, in your life today, or that could could happen, and uh, 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 you know, uh, and we've been threatened in some way to, to do this or the other to you, and you say, "Well, I'm going to put my trust in the Lord anyway." But even if He doesn't, you know, deliver me out of it, I'm still going to worship Him. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to worship the God that you are directing me to worship. What, what, what an incredible testimony of steadfastness in the faith of these young men. And finally, um, Acts chapter 4, 19, 20. Remember, this is a well-known verse. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather to God, you be the judge, for we cannot stop speaking about what we've seen and heard. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I want to encourage you this morning in the words of the uh, Apostle Paul that we read a, a, a little bit earlier. Let me find that verse. And uh, um, let me find it. I got my notes all mixed up here. Uh, I can't believe that. Therefore, 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 my brothers, my sisters, whoever you're listening to me right now, therefore, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Amen. We thank God for his steadfastness. Let's be faithful from our perspective to be steadfast in our walk with the Lord. The Lord bless you. Amen.